What's up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and we are on the very first episode of Gen Z Cab. I'm your host, as I explained in the trailer last week, and I'm going to just talk a little bit more about the reason that I'm doing this, some of my favorite things, and just, you know, some pet peeves of mine that should just, I think, be relatable and things I did over quarantine because I think they're all still kind of unfortunately in a little bit of that mindset, but I feel like together we know what's going on and we can kind of get through this awkward time together. I am in my 20s. I moved home. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life as Many others do. I've been just taking notes, going back to school. I went to the master program at my school. Now it was online right after, but I thought, hey, at least while this stuff is going on, I could at least go to school, right? You know, have my little ways paved, I guess is the best way to say. But at the end of the day, as most parents say, or people in general, life is unpredictable. And I really hate that saying for the most part, until I begin to realize how relatable it is. And I just think, especially in our 20s, that transition period from kid to adult is already very awkward and hard, but then on top of it with the pandemic happening, I think that just set it back a little bit more. I personally believe that the job search is messed up in a way because no matter how many times you apply or get an interview and have been really good to them or quote unquote, they really liked you and yet have the audacity, the audacity not to message you back. They ghost you, which is actually worse than being ghosted by a potential boyfriend, partner, or friend because it's super weird. People are even saying, let's do Bumble for best friends because it's not normal for us not to have friends. Well, yes and no, but all of this stuff just seems really weird to try. Like, I'm not saying that it's bad to try it, but I've just seen more and more stuff on social media that um, really describes how awful it is in the trial and error. And, you know, life's hard enough without these things that are supposed to fix it. So yeah, I could not disagree more with that. And yeah, I can't even begin to go into just how much I hate hustle culture and toxic positivity. And I keep getting reminders through this whole entire process that I'm working through. And I get it. I get it. I get it. You're trying to stay positive through the entire incidents. But a boulder keeps hitting every single time. That's to the point where it's like, 
I can't just put on a happy face. And yet these people that say hustle, hustle, positivity, all that, but they're also now trying to put, which are mostly influencers or business people, put on a happy face. Everything's fine, right? Right, no. So at the end of the day, I think personally, we should just feel our feelings for a little bit, which I know is easier said than done. I was listening to Man Enough, the podcast lately with uh, Justin Baldoni and all of his great groups. And he's talking about how he's had to unlearn so much. And I think that that's really great insight because I too have been, but you know, I feel old, which I'm not according to a lot of other people. But I just think when you're in your 20s, no matter how hard you try, you're gonna feel stuck. I feel like things aren't going the way that you intended them to go. And that's the real frustrating part because no matter how many days, years, months, whatever, you're not moving like a cheetah chase, but you are moving much more like a snail or a slug. And I guess the hardest part of that all is how do you deal? And that's why I say this podcast is not life advice. Because if I knew how to deal, I'm asking you guys, how do you deal? Because I don't know how to. I mean, I mean, again, you could go to therapy, you could journal, you could do all these things. But at the end of the day, what is there? Because there's no magic answer. And that's the frustrating part. I will say, as I keep moving along, I have ADHD. So if I talk really fast, sorry, not sorry. But this is kind of who I am. So it'll be just 20 to 40 minutes, depending on how much I have to say. With a guest, it most likely would be 40 to 60 minutes. And speaking of guests, I am going to have on Brooke Alex. She has been on trend and getting really noticed by TikTok. And she recently was on the American Song Contest with Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg. So that's really exciting. Her music is beyond relatable and it'll be coming out May 9th, the day after Mother's Day. And I definitely can't wait to chat with her. If you have time right now, please go and check her out and stream her new song, I Don't Take Pictures Anymore. It is the most relatable song I could ever imagine. It talks about all the things I have highlighted with being in my 20s and thought that like everything would be the way that I thought it would be and that's just not how it is. She got kicked off but she can get redeemed so if you listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, any other type, she could get a chance at redemption and that would be really cool. So yeah, go and follow her if you have a chance. I want to talk though a little bit about this new thing I'm going to start called Monday Moods. What is Monday Moods? A lot of people do memes on social media, but I decided to take it another direction by choosing musicians, artists, and that I feel connect to me and hopefully they would connect to you. So let's dive into that. I think personally, I 
love Avril Lavigne. I could talk about her for hours and hours and hours, which leads into Follow Dunzo, the podcast, to talk about how great they are. Aside from that, she is just so powerful in her lyrics. She's so good in owning her shit. Like, she paved the way for so many young artists today. I know that she paved it maybe for, like, a Lord or a Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo. She probably helped Taylor Swift. There's just a long list that I couldn't even begin to say is good or bad, depending on how you feel. I personally think, though, she also kind of helped out, like, Hayley Williams, all that punk rock, punk pop genre. The fact is, she is killing it at 37 years old. I don't know if you understand that, but usually people say, oh my gosh, you can't go, you're so old. But this just shows to rise grind and stuff, which I know I kind of just critiqued Hustle a little bit, but what I'm saying is she not only took a step back to heal her Lyme disease, which is just, I know so many people with Lyme disease, so I personally have that connection where I want to hear more about her story and her pain and just kind of, you know, I feel for her. I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I will share more on my journey someday, but it is all of those types of things that make the world go round. And I think that we just need to consider some compassion too. And I just can't begin to imagine just the feelings and the confusion. And the thing is, my boss, Tori Piskin from Got It From My Mama, who I ran her social media, has it has had it and just explained her whole thing firsthand of what chronic Lyme is. And if you're ever curious if you have it or not, go and get tested. It's really hard, I understand, to get diagnosed or taken seriously. But think after hearing her head above water, Avril Lavigne, or head underwater, it definitely brought some insight to just, again, how mind-blowingly creative, talented, and fantastic of a writer, of a singer that Avril is. And then Now Bite Me is just out of this world. It sounds like some of her debut album. It's just, it puts me in a good mood, and I think that that's a good thing about Mondays are all kind of mad or whatever. So in a spirit of not toxic positivity, though, just want to make that clear. You listen to some of her music or anything that makes you feel good because, again, I'm not going to dictate what you do or what you decide to do. I just have some ideas because I know I usually go blank and I keep doing a lot of the same redundant things. And... That's what usually kind of leads me to what do I do next? And kind of speaking on redundant or re-watching, re-listening, all those kind of things, reliving, 
I obviously am very in tune to re-watching a lot of my old childhood shows to make feel better, such as The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and a lot of the Ice Age films, which, by the way, have you seen that Scrat finally got the nut? The nut, the nut that he's been waiting for 20 years to get. And sometimes I personally feel like chasing after Jobs' life or whatever, I feel like it's never gonna happen. And unfortunately, and I think mainly because Blue Sky Studios closed down is why they finally ended the saga, but this was the most closed chapter of a saga I've ever seen in my life. I am so, so proud that he finally got it. Also, just the fact that Baby Scrat was involved and you could see his level of emotion. And I know it's a cartoon, but it just has so many layers. And just, I like that they had relatability, which I know is kind of stupid. But let's face it, I could say that a lot of millennials, even Gen Alpha, we've all been watching and waiting for him to get that damn nut. And it just, it was perfect. I think that that was the only way to end it. Will I miss him? Yes. Will I miss how great those movies were? Yes. Do I got the Buck Wild film? Not really. I hate to break it to you. It's not that good. Disney, I'm so sorry, but if I have critiques to say there, you literally bought Blue Skies. I get that. You had to fix whatever. And that's the same with Fox and how Anastasia winds up on Disney Plus. I get it. I get it. But oh my gosh, Disney, you actually, what what went wrong with Buck Wild? I'm just curious. You have masterpieces. What went wrong? And speaking of Disney, can we talk about the TikTok? And yes, I bring up TikTok a lot, but that is my life right now. That is another one of the few things that keeps my freaking sanity. <laughs> Anywho, uh, he... Here's the thing that made my life this past weekend and so many others. Jennifer Stone and Selena Gomez redid the Funky Hat song. And the fact that they, I mean, they took three tries because it's not when you're four, you have, they haven't done it since they were 14, but still just that dedication. And I want to say, I just love those two so much. I could not even begin to talk about how much they are just so amazing and the fact of the matter is Jennifer's now a nurse practitioner and I want to give her and any other people working a special shout out I know how hard it's been during all this but the fact of the matter is she does all this Jennifer does all this while still trying to keep up with her acting. Like, she has so much going on, and she is killing it. And I think it's really sweet that there's still that connection, and just that they did it so well. And 
ironically, I had just watched the Magic Carpet and the Wizard uh, Waitress episode where um, that big thing of the what's that? I had crazy, funky, junky hat over stuff. It's like they try to feel like you're not. They would been there. We didn't have to see about the monkey hat. And always, though, you know, you kind of think about how dorky the parents were. But again, the best Disney parents, the best. Teresa and Jerry just, I mean, they had the most realistic parenting just really really solid and I think about that a lot with that episode all about universe now Jerry was gone in it but Alex you know she was trying to figure out a vending machine and how to go abroad and teach less like her family wanted to teach her a lesson and then as she went in that mirror she went and realized how she clearly knows she did wrong. She completely understands that she'll be grounded and that even if she doesn't always understand if it's wrong, which I think we all got to give her more credit. She's smarter than that, but she does. But she at least has people that won't give up on her. And I think that's a very telling lesson in a lot of these mid-90s, mid-2000 shows because there's just a lot going on in the world and it just kind of shows the support those parents have and to watch Selena just grow so much from that was just great I love her in only murders in the building her comedic timing is there she's still she's just got it she's amazing I know I keep saying a lot of the same words but I just there's not enough words in vocabulary without sounding like a major douche or know-it-all to completely understand or share how you feel. I can't even do this all the time because also as a dyslexic and ADHD person, I space out a lot. So of course, I'm just trying to make sure it comes out clear and concise. I did try that trend with the woman who was a speech person, she talked about all the getting out the ifs and ands and buts and all those kind of things. And I tried it. I did sort of well with it until now I'm realizing no matter how many stuff I plan out with scripts and, you know, rehearsing and prep, at the end of the day, you want a podcast to sound natural and use words that are used in the common language. I get it. It might sound stupid or whatever, but that's that's the thing. You have to use some of these filler words or else it doesn't make sense. And no matter how many times you use free grammarly or any spell check, it still doesn't make sense because the funniest part of it is we don't talk in proper English that was the worst British accent I could have ever done, but whatever. <laughs> and it's just, ugh. So that's my little takeaways from it all. I can totally see how hard it is, though, deep down to be a celeb to do interviews or to do a podcast by yourself. I think about that a lot with the iCarly gang, even though that was a TV show and... I didn't really follow the first generation of YouTubers. Like, only now do I see the clips and I'm like, oh, my 
in God? Where did we, where did, where, what happened? And it's still kind of getting worse, but I would say influencer culture was fully built on kind of some of that jackass MTV and iCarly. More for younger kids, but iCarly was the jam. I will never forget one of my favorite episodes was I Meet Fred. And Fred, Lucas Perkshank, was the blueprint in my mind, too, to what kid influencer vlogging character, whatever, to just create. He is and was phenomenal. And I say phenomenal a lot, but that's just how it is. And everybody wishes they had, I think, a Freddie or that Nathan Cress vibe, a helper, a technical producer, whatever. And that's the frustrating part because I think about this. I went to school for all this, but I'm nervous. How is this going to sound? No matter how much I work on this and perfect it, it's got that imposter syndrome running through my head. And that's okay, too. Regardless of what happens at the end of the day, I know that I created this from scratch and creating it by myself because we need to normalize again, not having a lot of friends or friends living in the area that you can do things by yourself. That's okay. We've got to stop victimizing writing solo in a variety of ways. I think that that's kind of changing, but just that's my big message. We can be okay. We can normalize 20 year olds kind of just being alone and figuring out everything. We don't need the glitz and the glam of all the things or the fake going out, partying, doing stuff. And half the time I feel like people just do because they want to show off and they don't actually like it. If any of this agrees with you please comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe to the youtube channel i have listed here as well as variety of other links if you're listening to this on rss otherwise other streaming platforms have some information you can follow me on my personal account at s-e-r-a underscore g-a-l-l-a-h-e-r 21. That is my personal account. And then we also, we as in me, have the Gen Z Gab podcast Instagram. So it's Gen Z Gab podcast. And that's the TikTok where I also share a bunch of my duets with creators who have done similar viral things. I will also be starting to post clips from the podcast there. And that's kind of all I have to say, really, aside from just please remember, if you're out there not understanding what's going on or what's your next step, that's okay. I just really want to reaffirm that right as I'm about to sign off because... It just is so important, and I have to remind myself that as well. I just, I just can't 
emphasize it enough. And no matter how many times influencers say life is so fake, which is true, and I love that they admit it, they still, though, um, no matter how real they think they are, will do things and say things and be just complete hypocrites. And if you're ever feeling down about that, because I do want to just emphasize this and the feelings of imposter syndrome or feeling down about your place in life, that is okay. Because trust me, there is for sure a Reddit snark or some sort of snark page or or um, canceled page for all of them. And I might be sounding a little catty or mean, but it's true. It's like mean girl city, mean boy. Here's all my stuff. Here's how I'm doing it. How many people hate Trisha Paytas? And people think, oh, because it's a fitty to like and hate her. Um, True. What about Shane Donson? Like the vlog squad? Like all of those things. At this point, it's just hate watching and Honestly, that's not, that wouldn't be my vibe. Obviously, I know it still kind of hurts, but whatever. But people can say, oh, it's okay. Regardless, I still have my fans. My fans. Okay. And even when you say that you're going to be open to talking or whatever, taking a picture, I feel like it's more just for a self-esteem boost. And maybe I just don't pertain with that so that's why I also feel again a little bit I bring up the imposter syndrome so much on my way out because I really want people to understand that it's okay to feel kind of confused and lost in this world so as we sign off I'm Sarah Gallagher again thank you so much for listening Comment below any topics you want me to describe, as well as visit my website, genzgab at wixsite.com. I hope you enjoyed this and have a great week ahead. Cannot wait for you all to hear Brooke next week. And yeah.